Welcome to the Brentwood Academy podcast. We are a co-educational, independent college preparatory school near Nashville, Tennessee. Our mission is to nurture and challenge each whole person, body, mind, and spirit to the glory of God. This podcast will give you a glimpse into the stories, lives, and relationships that make BA such a special place. For more information about BA, visit BrentwoodAcademy.com. Now on to today's episode. Well, Billy Ivy from the class of 1991 is back on campus for the first time in a long time. That's right. That's right. <laughs> what was the biggest change, like when you actually walked in the doors today, that you noticed? Well, walking in the doors wasn't as as uh, overwhelming as driving through through the parking lot. I oh, mean, really? The, the the athletic buildings back here and the fields that have been that have been improved and built since since I was here. I mean, I it used to be. Tennis, you know, there's a parking lot now where their tennis courts used to <laughs> yeah. be, and there's uh, just it's just really impressive, very very impressive. It's uh, it was a small brick building when I went to school here, <laughs> and now it's a lot more than that. So the middle school wasn't even there, no, was it? No, no, we were all here together in the same building. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So it definitely has has grown a lot. Yeah. So you came in the seventh grade, mm-hmm. and had you gone to public school before then? Yeah, yeah, I had. We moved here. Um, the summer before my seventh grade year. And so, I, yeah, I, I had been in uh, public schools in um, Stone Mountain, Georgia. Oh, okay. So before. you were new to town, new yeah. to VA, new to everything. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. But stayed the whole time. Yeah. So. so tell me about Billy in high school. How would your classmates have described you as a, let's say, junior or senior? <laughs> um I don't. I, I don't necessarily. You know. I don't know that that I was necessarily popular, but I was sort of involved in a lot of different things. You uh-huh. know. I had. I, I had a lot of friends. You know. I, uh, several. There was a group of us, about four or five of us, that that were inseparable. Um, but I was. I was involved in several different things. You know. I was never a great athlete, but I was on the teams. Yeah. You know. And <laughs> my senior year sort of branched out and, and did Academy Singers and sort of made a new group of friends there. And, uh, and I did a play. I was in Fiddler on the Roof. Oh, wow. At, um, back then. And uh, so that I, it, was, it, took, it took to be about a junior or senior before I really sort of branched out and tried some new stuff. But I'm going to guess uh, that someone might describe you as witty. Yeah, I think so. Yeah, <laughs> Knowing so. some of the guys you hung around with in high school, I'm I'm thinking that was probably a common trait with you, Cruz, <laughs> yeah, Scott right. Holmes, and, and that group yeah. for sure. So you mentioned um, – you kind of were the epitome of this well-rounded student. You you were on the on the teams at yeah. least participated in athletics, but then also in fine arts, and, yeah. and were certainly impacted by the spiritual life here at Brentwood Academy. Tell me, kind of how these people you mentioned, Mrs. Oldham, when mm. you were you knew her as as Jenny Wright, yeah, Jenny Wright in That's school, right. and how she really helped to bring out a part of your interests and personality that that you kind of needed to be tapped into. Yeah, I mean, she she was just an integral, and again. I remember bits and pieces of seventh, eighth, ninth, tenth grade, but but it was really my junior senior year that I, that really sort of formed me, I think, and yeah. and she was an integral part of that. I mean, she she uh, encouraged me to try out for Academy Singers. I think I I don't remember if if chorus was was uh, required or if that was an elective or something, but she really encouraged me to to try out for Academy Singers, and that was way outside of my comfort zone, <laughs> and. Um, you know, I you know, quote unquote made it. <laughs> I, got, yeah. got, I was Academy singer, and it was it it's was a just deal. a ton of fun. Yeah, and yeah. we we got to perform and 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 tour around and do some cool things. And um, and then she encouraged me to try out for Fiddler on the Roof, and that was way outside of, of what <laughs> anything I'd ever ever been a part of. And so um, had a had a pretty significant part in that in that play, and it just really changed 
me, um, you yeah. know, from the inside out. It was really cool. That's awesome. Yeah. And those years, your junior and senior year would have been after you had gone through um, a tragedy as a teenager and losing mm-hmm. a parent right. and losing your dad. And I guess if we back up there, that really is kind of the start of what turned out to be this really cool part of your story now yeah. with napkinisms. Right. Although I was wondering, shouldn't they be called paper towelisms? <laughs> it just doesn't roll off the tongue. <laughs> no, it definitely well, doesn't. Yeah. Well, yeah um, and we'll explain that in a minute if you're not familiar with Billy's story. But let's back up to um, what you went through with your dad. Your dad had ALS. He did. Such yeah. a cruel disease. Yeah. It, it, and particularly cruel in, in his case. Not that it's not awful uh, mm-hmm. for everyone, but he was, he was an athlete. He was uh, in wonderful shape and you know college athlete and and very very active uh, throughout his adult years and um, sort of the picture of health and mm-hmm. so for for this disease that really just atrophies muscles and 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 basically um, uh, eats away at, eats away at your muscles and and, mm-hmm. and um, it, it was it was particularly hard to see and it was particularly hard for him you know to to go through that it was it was short-lived with him he, mm-hmm. he you know ALS Affects a ton of people in a bunch of different ways, but I think it's an average of three to five years life expectancy from diagnosis. And he was uh, definitely on the short side of that. Absolutely, yeah. a year and a half after being uh, diagnosed, he he wow. passed away, and it was a very very quick. Yeah. Um, you know, I guess. Uh, yeah from from the from the time of of uh, being diagnosed to, to him passing away is about eighteen months. So oh, wow. he died the summer before my sophomore year. Mm-hmm. What do you remember about the role the VA family played in in your time of grief through that? Yeah, it was really special. And again, it's it's things that you look back on. You, you have a better, richer, deeper perspective now than than at the time. But uh, there were there were several coaches, several individuals, and certainly my friend friends sort of rallied around me um, during that time. But it was. Uh, it was John Patton, who, who I don't know if you're familiar with, but um, John, John Patton was a was was a huge influence in my life. But yeah. all the coaches really sort of rallied around me. Coach Flat was uh, was a big influence as well. You know, and I think looking back, I'm able to appreciate how Coach Flat, you know, um, invested in me in ways that I wasn't even really aware of at the yeah. time. But sometimes just, you have to get away from it to yeah, be able I mean, to look back and have that perspective. Well, he would, you know, you, you would think he was coming down on you, but really he was encouraging, encouraging you to, you know, yeah. to, to be your best and to do. To, in his coach flat way. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> that's right. So lots and lots of different characters mm-hmm. uh, in, in my story. And, and mm-hmm. BA is, you know, where it all happened, really. You talk about your dad's encouragement after you, were cut from the basketball mm-hmm. team, didn't make the team, and yep. certainly hoping to. Looking at you, sure look like a basketball guy. Well, <laughs> well, I'll say this: I can say this now, um, and and uh, in in full uh, full transparency, I was not a good basketball <laughs> player. I shouldn't have made the team, you know. It was, uh, but it was it was a big deal to me, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, my dad being an athlete and and wanting to sort of follow in his footsteps, and then too, you know, just all the all the pressures that you have with with friends. You know, all of my mm-hmm. friends were athletes. Yeah. Uh, like you mentioned, Scott Holmes. Scott Holmes is a great basketball player. Tony Jones was a great basketball player. Scott Crook was a great basketball <laughs> player. I was really good friends with Al Allen and all of these different different guys were, were in my group and you know I wanted to be on the team for various reasons but um that was a big deal it was a big deal to 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 not make it to be told you weren't you're not good enough but like you said the the encouragement I received from home immediately mm-hmm. uh was such a powerful reminder that um 
you know, that I was mm-hmm. enough. And that, that's a that's a big deal. At this point, your dad was in a wheelchair and just mm-hmm. basic daily tasks were very difficult for him. But after helping you dry up your tears and tell you he didn't love you any less for whether you right. were on the team or not, he wrote you a note yep. that night. And uh, tell me that story. Yeah, he did. He, he um it was very difficult for him to move, move around, like you said, but mm-hmm. but somehow, and it's it, whether, whether a miracle or just uh, sheer effort, uh, he 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 made his way to the kitchen table and wrote me a note. And the gist of it was, um, he said, you know, if if the weather calls for rain, decide now that you'll enjoy being wet. If the test score is low, you know, work hard and make sure the next one's higher. Um, you know, if you're punished unfairly for something, be thankful for all the things you've not been caught for. Uh, there, and you know, the gist of it was that, or the, the final note was, um, attitude is everything, everything today is not yet anything. So fill it with laughter. And, um, and he was a funny guy. He was, he was, as I, as I said in my talk today, you know, he was the life of every party. He was just a, a really, really clever, witty guy as well. Mm-hmm. And, and laughter was, was something that, that was always in our house. It was always something that we were super um, um, aware of, yeah. and, and and so that was that was that was a little nod to me specifically. But it has just it has gained momentum and power and really meaning throughout the years. Uh, that you know, attitude is everything. Today is not yet anything. Fill it with laughter. We have an opportunity and a choice to make. You know, um, mm-hmm. when. Uh, when we greet each day, we have a choice to make. And that's really the only thing we can control. You know, we have, we have so little control over all the circumstances of life that, that uh, you might as well take the thing that you can't control and make the most of it. So that, that was a powerful thing that day. I remember the day very clearly. Um, but as I said, it, it means a lot more to me now. And it's, it's, it's given me perspective throughout my life. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. So you tuck that note away, probably referred to it many times in mm-hmm. life, but having no idea that that the art of writing a note would be so impactful in your life. Yeah. And uh, you went to Stanford after Brentwood Academy. I did. Yeah. did what did you major in? Well, I started out as a religion major okay. uh, because uh, I mentioned John Patton earlier. I wanted to be I wanted to be like a director of spiritual life. I wanted to be a teacher, and I wanted to be a religion teacher, or you know, a spiritual. Yeah. Um, Emphasis teacher. I don't even know what they what they call you know what uh, Brad Perry used to be here and yeah, what Ryan what Ryan Berger is, is now. Yeah, you wanted to be that. <laughs> I wanted to be that. That's yeah. what John Patton was, and I wanted to be that guy. And so I went to school to to study religion to be that guy and failed New Testament history <laughs> and decided very quickly that I that I I could I wasn't going to do that. Uh, so I was an English major. I mean, I, I and I was an English major because I like to write. That was mm-hmm. that was sort of the thing that I've always sort of been gifted at, even mm-hmm. telling stories and writing. And mm-hmm. um, I didn't realize you had to read so much as an English major, <laughs> but, uh, but I got to write a lot. And that's, that's sort of uh, set the, set the course for, for my career, which has been in advertising. And, in and advertising. Uh, yeah. What's one of the more exciting campaigns that you've worked on? Oh gosh. Um, well, there, there's various campaigns, but, but my, my favorite clients have been, I worked with Chick-fil-A for about four years awesome. and I worked on uh, on some, a lot of their internal marketing, worked with the, the uh, at corporate for for about four years, and worked very closely with the Kathy family, and that was that was uh, that was really really cool. But I've gotten to work on Major League Baseball, which is oh, awesome. which was fa- fascinating and really cool. 
uh, and there's some some bigger names, you know, that like Home Depot and some some others, Valvoline, the more recognizable ones. Yeah, yeah. But I just I, I would say that those are not my favorite. Those are just the most recognizable. My right. favorites are the ones where I can I can really dig in and tell stories, and that's a little bit of what I talked about today. Is yeah. is uh, I got into advertising because I like to write, and you become a salesman pretty quickly. You have to learn how to sell things, and that's never been a gift of mine. It's not been something that I've been super interested in. I just <laughs> like to tell stories. And mm-hmm. and um, so you have worked and lived in many different cities, mm-hmm. working for different clients through the years, telling these awesome stories and right. getting to be a part of various businesses' success. And somewhere along the way, you and your wife had five children. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's right. Wow, and they range from twenty to to eleven. Okay, eleven. Yeah, so it's twenty-year-old girl, sixteen-year-old son, fourteen-year-old girl, thirteen years old today, thirteen-year-old oh. uh, son, and an eleven-year-old son. Hey, that was yeah. impressive. Your wife would probably be really proud of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I can't believe I just did that. Yeah. The real test would be: could you name all the birthdays except for the one that's today? But not at all. No, no, no. <laughs> um. So when your oldest daughter, who's now 20, she was in about preschool age, mm-hmm. and you did something that a lot of us have done. Right. You put a note in her lunchbox for a little little cheer at lunchtime, right? Yeah, that's right. And it's something I've done ever since, really. And it's not been as intentional uh, as every single day. But I just started writing notes you know, when she was very small, and it was, it was usually a daddy loves you or, uh, <laughs> or you know, have a great day princess or what, you know, whatever, whatever it may be. And yeah. as they've gotten older, as my kids have gotten older, I've been able to, to be a little bit cheekier with them and a little <laughs> bit more fun. Um, but, but always it really has come from a place of trying to encourage or trying to make them smile or make them laugh or make them think at the, at the lunch table and sort of set their day on a, on a, on the right course. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I've been doing it for a long time. So as social media advanced, you just kind of had a creative idea one morning of one that you were particularly proud of, That's this right. particular That's n- right. napkin note that you had written, and you took a picture of it, and you posted it on your personal social media. Yeah, I mean, it's just a, it was very simple, you know, uh, uh, Instagram post in and amongst, you know, what everybody else does, showing pictures of your kids or pictures of what you had for dinner last night or the sunset or whatever it may be, and this was just a, an opportunity to... I thought it was funny, and so I yeah. posted. It's pretty it. funny. You might as well tell it. us what that one said. Well, it it said uh, it said remember every time you smile, a mean kid gets diarrhea, <laughs> and it was it was I mean it was uh, it was an uh, there was an immediate reaction to it, and I joked even today. You know, a lot of people laughed, a lot of people liked it, a lot of people double tapped and shared it or whatever, but a lot of people were like, "What in the world are you doing?" They, this, what kind of message is that? That's right, but but again, it, it was. Uh, I remember my son was having a, a, a tough time, uh, a tough time with some kids at school. And um, this was just a way to say, hey, smile through it. It's good. Those guys are going to get what's coming to them. <laughs> so as you continued writing these encouraging notes, would you say that just remembering how much your dad's encouragement meant to you on a bad day well, was part of the inspiration for you wanting to do the same for your kids? Maybe, maybe unintentionally. It, there was I didn't even really make the connection until a couple of years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, um so I, you know, I I would love to be able to say because my dad wrote me this note <laughs> and it changed my life. I want to do the do the same thing. This really did start almost as a, sh- a selfish, um, a, a, that's not the right word, but but almost a selfish exercise. I, I enjoyed making my kids laugh. You know, so it was it was what can I do every morning? What can I what can I write every morning that's going to either shock them or make them laugh or make them smile? And and it has become more of an in, in, 
an inspirational or an encouragement to them. You know, the intentionality around that has become something they look forward to and their classmates look forward to and everybody else is starting to look forward to that. And it's, it's become really, really cool. So uh, you asked about the note. I mean, it, it has been over the past couple of years that I've, I've realized, you know what, how fascinating, how cool, how quote unquote coincidental that my dad would write me a note that really did change the course of my life. Uh, and hopefully I can, I can sort of share that or pass that on to my kids in a different way, but, but that intentionality is where it all comes from. Yeah. So at what point, how far along in, in the note writing, did you realize that, that it grew bigger than just a note in your kid's lunchbox? Yeah. I mean, it was, it was, there were a couple of weeks past. I mean, there were, there was a couple of weeks where I was just posting them and it was, again, these, these notes were getting. Um, getting a lot more likes than pictures of my kids were. These notes were getting, you know, it was, and it was fascinating. It was really cool. And um, really it became almost like a, a social exercise because I have, I have been for 20 years in advertising trying to make people act and react and, and believe or buy or do whatever, whatever I'm trying to get them to do through advertising, through writing. And, this, so it was a fascinating sort of exercise to think, that, why is this resonating with people? Why is me being stupid you know, and writing, writing on napkins <laughs> at my kitchen table resonating with people? Mm-hmm. Um, and so it, it was a few weeks that went by when people started, started liking these things. But then they started, they started sharing their stories with me. And it was, it was sort of as I made myself more vulnerable on social media and, and – started sharing, you know, comments about why did I write that note? And, you know, so in the, in the, the, the captions underneath some of the pictures or whatever, I would share a story that goes with this note. And so people started sharing their stories with me and it was Mm -hmm. really, really a cool thing to see how, um, it, it, you know, and my, my wife said it and I said it today during the, the talk that, you know, my wife reminded me throughout this, you know, I don't think it's what you're writing. I think it's that you're writing. That's mm-hmm. so special. And it really, that, that became more and more true as people said, Hey, my dad used to do this. And I, and, and thank you for reminding me of that. Or my grandmother used to put notes, you know, in my, in my backpack or, or mm-hmm. whatever it may be. So it was reminding people of characters in their own stories who had taken the time to invest and to, and to make a difference in their day. Yeah. Um, a simple act of encouragement. Yeah. And yeah. it was, it was, it was, it was super encouraging to me to, to see, you know, all I have to do is show up and all I have to do is do this. And other people are being impacted by this. The influence that these things have, mm-hmm. I will never know. I will mm-hmm. never know, um, what becomes of what might happen in people's lives because I wrote a note to my kids. Yeah. Uh, it's really cool. I love the impact of, you know, um, Billy spoke at part as part of Christian life week to our entire student body. And it was the perfect mix of just the sincere, authentic message of positivity with a lot of humor <laughs> in there. It was, it was really great. Um, but just this whole concept of, of encouraging our kids, it's not necessarily about what the act is or how big it is, or, or it doesn't have to be, I think you used a quote about it doesn't have to be grand to be great. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, that's right. Something it, that we can all do in our own way. It doesn't have to be napkins. But. Right. Well, and, and my gosh, it, it, it should probably be more <laughs> than napkins. But the, 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 the point is, and what I've found to be true is, and in talking to a lot of people, you know, I think we, we lie to ourselves and think that we have to do something really, really big. Mm-hmm. You know, in order to change the world, I've got to do these great, big, world-changing things. And nothing could be further from the truth. And and again, not from a not, not from a, a bragging standpoint, not from a hey look what I'm doing standpoint, but um, 
But if a guy can sit at his kitchen table and write silly things, jokes on napkins and lives be changed because of that, you know, it, it is it is fascinating to think about what we all could do if we just show up and do do what we feel called to do. Um, again, I, I used to get embarrassed by the fact that, oh, my gosh, all I'm doing is writing notes to my kids and all these people are sending in these these notes and people are they're crying and saying their lives have been changed. Or whatever. It was embarrassing to me. But now that's a great, great. Um, I'm super grateful for yeah. that because, um, because I do know that it's not me. Right. I do know that it's, it's so much less about me, Billy Ivy writing stuff on napkins and the fact that, that God is using, using something that I love to do and that brings me joy to, to bring others joy as well. That's, yeah. that's, that's just a cool thing. That's it's, so awesome. Yeah. So at some point you got connected with Chick-fil-A, mm-hmm. who you'd had a relationship through with, probably through the advertising business. Yeah. And they were very interested in how these napkins were sending positive messages and impacting people. And you had a really cool opportunity with them. Yeah, it was it was neat. And again, it was one of those almost accidental um, accidental things. And I put quotes around that. You know, <laughs> I don't know. I don't believe in accidents. But yeah, I got called and asked if I might want to join with them in their summer program to they, they provide uh, free lunches to kids in need throughout inner city Atlanta. And they said, wouldn't it be cool if you put, if we could put one of your notes in, in these kids' lunch boxes. And it was just a, uh, you know, long story short, we, we throughout the summer put about 3000 notes in kids' lunch boxes. And it was just so remarkable to see, uh, the difference that that made, you know, just in, just in, in, in a moment, you know, mm-hmm. and again, not taking credit for changing anybody's life, but, but moments were changed in these kids days. And it was really yeah. cool to hear the stories coming back from kids being kids who needed encouragement were receiving it and they were receiving it because I wrote them a note, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, just, yeah. this was just really cool. And, How many original notes would you say or out there now. I don't know whether it's on your social media or but how many would would you dare guess how many you probably put out there? I really I really I don't know because <laughs> but, because there is there are some days that I'll miss here or there, but this has been uh you know, as far as what's on social media, I mean, you you could go back and probably count them, but it's probably been 3 and a half years Worth of it. just about every day putting yeah. a note out there. Do you run um, out of ideas? Yes, yeah. all the time. Do you have a like a, a <clears throat> notes page on your phone where you'll jot I, I down? I actually do. Yeah. yeah. Sometimes I'll just I'll be in the car and I'll say, okay, I need to you know this needs to be about yeah. Lucky Charms or whatever it may be. <laughs> uh, but but it's been it's been fun for me. This has evolved for me as well. It's 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 less of a what am I going to say that's super funny today or what am I going to say that's going to make going to have the biggest reaction right. today. Um, and to see that that you know I do have an opportunity to to encourage people, and it it really has been so so cool to see that um, it's not it's not what I write it's that I write, and mm-hmm. sometimes sometimes those messages are universal and 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 will affect every, you know tons and tons of people, and sometimes they just hit the right person, yeah. and that that goes back to a, a message my friend sent me when we were doing the Chick Fil A notes. You know, it's it's. Uh, even a small message when crafted in love will find where it needs to be. And that it takes all the pressure off, mm-hmm. you know, and it's a reminder that this started with me trying to encourage mm-hmm. my kids. And now it's become something that's bigger than that. I don't have a whole lot of control over. Yeah. You don't even know it for the most part, who's going to be receiving it. Not but, at all. Yeah. I love not that at quote. All. Mm-hmm. And it's, uh, it's, um, 
Man, what a neat, what a neat thing. I think that's a quote from actually from Brad Montague. You know who Brad Montague is? I don't. He's, he's a really special guy who lives in here in Tennessee, but he, he started kid president, oh, you know, yeah, and he, yeah. he's got a, um, again, big message of positivity oh gosh, there, inspiring so, people. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's just a beautiful, he's a beautiful message. And I've, um, I've been connected with him just through social media. It's been really cool. And I wouldn't say that we're friends necessarily, but we share the same heart for kids and the same, yeah. the same heart for encouragement. And, uh, it's interesting to me that my friend used a quote from him to encourage me that has now encouraged a lot of other people. It's That's just, so uh, cool. you never know. You yeah. never know with what you say, what you do, what you write down, how that might, um, influence somebody. Yeah. And one of the, my favorite parts of the story is the partnership with the children's hospital mm-hmm. in Alabama. Yeah. Um, to this day, that's still encouraging right. these kids who are not having the best days, but just knowing, I'm sure that you can provide a, a quick, bright spot in their day. Yeah. You've had some incredible stories of, of the way that these notes that have been put in the lunches of the patients at the hospital mm-hmm. have encouraged them. Yeah, and th- and that has been another thing that, again, uh, was pretty overwhelming when they said, hey, we want to put up, we want to put a note on everybody's tray. Uh, we've worked it out where, where you know, I'll send in, I'll send in probably 30 notes a month, and then those notes are or they, you know, they print out multiples of all the notes, and they sort of. So they're not necessarily it's all not, on it on a paper towel. No, in, the, in, in yeah. fact, in fact, we we had to not do that because because you know nobody wants on their sick kids tray a napkin that's been crumpled up and written on by me at in my your kitchen table. Uh, your kitchen so, table yeah. so the messages are written on napkins, and then we take pictures of them, and they're printed out on cards. Oh, that's so cool. Cards. It's really neat. Yeah. yeah. So they. They uh, they've been putting in there more than 400 notes every single day, seven days a week, are, are given out to kids. And sometimes it's the same messages. But mm-hmm. what we found is the average stay at the hospital is three to five days, mm-hmm. and so more often than not, they'll get a new message at every meal. But yes, you're right. The stories that are coming out of there are really neat. There's um, you know parents parents are writing and parents are are, are sending messages saying. Um, my son can't read or my son's too sick to, to, to care about this right now. But what you've done to me in my life has been really special. Thank you for the encouragement. Or, uh, you know, there's, there have, there, these kids and these families are going through unimaginable things, things that, that, you know, um, God's grace, we can't imagine. A lot of us can't imagine. Um, and so to, to think that, that one of these notes, and again, when crafted in love, it'll find where it needs to be, that these things are finding where they need to be yeah. and landing on the hearts of these folks is really special. I love that. Um, yeah, it's just it's just a really cool opportunity that I'm super grateful for and proud of. I was curious as an advertising guy, how much thought did you put into the look and the branding of these? Did you stick with what they were originally? Because there's so much consistent, yeah. like it's such a simple you know, just kind of clear message of this black Sharpie yeah. in your handwriting on a paper towel. And to be specific, a bounty select a size That's paper exactly towel. Right. A little insider information That's for exactly you there. Right. Well, it, yeah, I mean, um, I, yes, it, that's, that was intentional. I mean, I, the first pictures that I, that I were, were, was taking and putting out there, I wasn't very consistent with that, but uh-huh. I just liked the way that it looked. Um, yeah. The, the way that it looked on that, that, I used to put it on the hardwood floor in my in my uh, kitchen. Take a picture of it off the hardwood floor in my kitchen. But we've got a we've got a 
an island in our kitchen now that's that's the wood and that's got the good good wood grain. So yeah, I, the, yeah there's so it's some, not computer generated. You're no, actually no, yeah taking the picture it's of the, the yeah the actual napkins before I put them yeah. in the lunch boxes. I'll I'll take a picture of them and, yeah. and put them out there. But yeah, I do. I, I mean, I do think the consistency with that has been really cool. And it's sort of when people see that wood grain and they see the napkin out there, they they know that it's it's from me. I mean, I, there's there's been no you know no trademarking and then monetizing of any of those things. But, but I think people get it that, that that's the napkin guy when they see those things. Yeah, for sure. So tell me how people, if um, so many people, especially in the BA community, have heard of or know about what you're doing with napkinism, napkinisms, but how can people follow you or, or see these daily messages? Like, yeah. give us a little plug there. Well, a, a plug and a plea, I will say, I will say um, – you can go to napkinisms.com. So there is a website, and, there, and I'll post blogs every once in a while, tell stories, and you know, silly stories about my family, whatever. But there's also a place in there where you can submit messages. Ah. And so um, that was a really cool thing that happened through the Chick fil A partnership, where, where a friend of mine said, You know, you ought to invite all of these people who are following you and who say that you've encouraged them or you've quote unquote changed their lives through this. Invite them to be a part of it. And so that's where a lot of these, a lot of notes come from, a lot of the ideas come from now. It's, it's saying, hey, you can help share a smile with some of these kids in need. Mm-hmm. Now, I don't use other people's messages when I post to my, for my kids. But when in, in some of these partnerships with Children's and with Chick-fil-A and others, uh, it's, it's come one, come all. Let's, let's, let's do this together. And so yeah. folks can submit a message that I will then write on, write on the, the, the napkin and some, sometimes give credit on social if they'd like credit on social or whatever. But, mm-hmm. um, but yeah, so napkinisms.com. We can read a little bit more of the story and see some stuff that's been done there. But um, you can you can follow at napkinisms on uh, on Instagram, but W R I V E Y. So at W R I V E Y is my personal account, and that's okay. where most of the stuff is. I mean, napkinisms. Sometimes I'll post napkins there, but uh, most of my most of the things that I post are going to be on my personal account or okay. Facebook, Billy Ivy on Facebook. But. Well, I know so many people are going to love that we sat down with you today and they'll get to catch up on what you've been up to and yeah. then um, now know how to, to follow along if they're not already. But thank you for being at BA today and for talking to the students and for us to get to hear a little bit more about um, the way God is using you in the simplest of ways. I think it's just inspiring for all of us. Well, thank you so much. It, it, this is my pleasure. I'm humbled by the opportunity. So uh, thank you so much. Thanks for listening to today's podcast with Billy. You can follow him on social media at Napkinisms for a daily dose of positivity or to submit ideas for him. You can also learn more about his story at napkinisms.com. Thanks for listening. It's always great to hear the wonderful stories, moments, and insights from members of the BA community. If you have an idea for a podcast episode, we want to hear it. Just visit BrentwoodAcademy.com forward slash podcast to submit your episode idea today.